Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Hey, well, welcome to another episode of the Young and Adulting podcast. My name is Casey and I'm here with a couple of my friends that will introduce themselves in just a second. But on today's episode, we're talking about what everybody's watching, Come on. what everybody's talking about. The biggest thing in sports to happen all four, well, really five years around. The LSU Olympics. LSU championships. Oh, okay. Is that four years or 10 Do years? Do we have to redo that? <laughs> Do we have to redo that? <laughs> Anyways, we just wanted to sit down and talk about the Olympics, it's a big deal. And a lot's happening, mm-hmm. a lot's going around, a lot of stories. Honestly, I've been reading some stuff on the social media and getting like a little teary-eyed about all the all the cool things that are happening. So we wanted to talk about it, but first, let's introduce ourselves, okay? We've got a, ourselves um, a couple um, retired athletes. Yes, but also geniuses, experts when That's it comes right. to the Olympics. Sure, uh, sure. I have been locked in. Yes. When, when we talk about USA, I've never felt more so much more pride when I watch a Taekwondo girl Come on. just stick her leg and go, ah, 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 and win an Olympic gold for the USA. That's right. My name is Bobby Puyol. I wish I was an Olympic athlete. I was a kicker. Kind of close, maybe? Maybe? But I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about the Olympics today. Nice, nice. That That's an incredible intro. <clears throat> uh, unlike Bobby, I was not a kicker. I actually participated in an Olympic sport. It was wrestling. Come on. Come on. I had a blast in it, but no good at it, which is why I'm sitting here and not at the Olympics right now. But I'm Team USA. We've been killing it. We've been doing awesome. We're here. We've been winning millions and millions Millions. of medals. Millions. We're about it. Um, Excited for the conversation. We're going to have fun. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I can't um, leave myself out. I was a bit of an athlete myself. Come on. <laughs> Let the people know, Casey. Like yeah, I mean, I played soccer my whole life, Let's but go. I did train in Olympic weightlifting. And I really just wanted to plug this because I need people to know the difference between powerlifting and Olympic lifting. Oh, I no. always would tell people, like, I'm an Olympic weightlifter. It's the name of the sport, okay? It doesn't mean I went to the Olympics. It doesn't mean I was training to go to the Olympics. It's the name of the sport. So I don't deadlift. I don't bench press. People ask me, how much can you bench press? I never bench press. I never bench press. Never. Okay, Olympic weightlifting is the snatch, yep. wide grip, what? straight overhead, and it's the clean and jerk. What? What? Yeah. Oh, okay. great. Just had to clear that up before we get into the rest of the conversation. But let's clear it up. You, you were a boss. Okay. And I don't know if you probably snatched more than Lewis and I. Probably. 100%. I've never done that. Still. It seriously scares me. Yeah. Throwing that much it's weight It's scary. Over- I'll bench, I'll deadlift, I'll squat. I'm not going to do snatching and pulling. It is That's awesome. What numbers were you pulling brave. up? We don't have to talk about 315, Not as much as these weightlifters in the Olympics, I'll tell you that. Got it. But close or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about it. The Olympics this year, I mean, I feel like is just crazy, obviously. Yeah. Different circumstances. First being delayed a whole year oh my goodness these people are training these people revolve their training cycles around a four-year standard quad yeah and then they get told it's going to be delayed a whole year Mm -hmm. sounds like a good thing like more time to prep more time to get ready 
but I feel like it could really, really mess you up in a way. What are yeah. your thoughts? No, I think that that's kind of the concept of even training for anything, mm-hmm. tests and interview. Like I know when I'm told I have this date when I'm going to do it and then it's like, oh, this is not going to happen. I'm thrown off completely. And then I expect, oh my gosh, the anxiety r- runs up. And mm-hmm. I think it's crazy to think all, and you've been seeing this in articles, all the athletes are thinking that. They're like, this was the hardest it's ever been uh-huh. to compete in the Olympics because they have to be on for one thing. It's not like, it's like, oh, I have a couple times to do it. It's one time right? Mm-hmm. to even get to the Olympics. And it's one time at the Olympics to get it. And I, I just think it's crazy to see. And it's been inspiring to watch them. And I, I told my wife, I was like, I, I really wish I had the same discipline they had mm-hmm. when it comes to just everything in life. Because they, you got to think how disciplined they had to be. Yeah. We oh had a similar goodness. situation, right? Yeah, we were we were actually gonna film this podcast. All right, a couple hours yeah. ago, <laughs> so, and it got delayed. It so, got delayed, and I was telling them before we walked in, I'm not on my game anymore. I'm thrown <laughs> off. I understand. I relate with the athletes in the 2021 Olympics. I don't know, but this podcast is already soft with bangers. So, like, hey. I think we should get a gold medal. Hey, all right, I'm all about right. it. We'll get it later. We'll like and subscribe. That'll be our gold medal. That's right. <laughs> No, there's a huge, I mean, even on the physical part of it, they train so long and they get their bodies to peak performance level Mm -hmm. and then have to back down to conditioning and then jump back up to peak performance. And, and we're not even talking about it yet, but there's another Olympics that's not four years away. It's three years away. That's true. So the athletes have to change their whole routine and the coaches have to change their whole uh, plans. Mm -hmm. It's wild. So. Shout out to every, I'm not for participation trophies at all. Um, They're awful. But every single athlete that went to the Olympics this year and next year, they they went through more than an average Olympian. So way to go. Come on. Not to mention, um, watching the Olympics has been, it's been fun, but also a little... A little sad seeing all the empty seats in the stadiums. Last night I was like, man. What would I do if, like, my mom and dad couldn't come watch me? My husband couldn't come watch me. That would be so right. sad. It's got to be it, tough. You're probably missing, like, the electricity of, like, the 100-meter, oh, watching 100-meter the other day, uh, track and field. And, yeah, I think nobody's there. And you got to, you gotta like Pastor Charlotte Gamble said, you got to bring your own batteries. You got to bring your own juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, also inspiring as well. You're seeing mm-hmm. kind of COVID and everything. All the athletes, what makes them professional, makes them excellent, is that, is that they – in every circumstance, have to bring their own juice. They got to bring everything mm-hmm. they got. And so yeah. that's also, it's a sad part, but I think it's also yeah. inspiring. It's like they're doing this at such a high level, breaking world records, Olympic yeah. records with nobody there. It's a totally different thing. It's kind of crazy. Man, that's gold. I, I think that when we think about that, they all went through something and they went through the same, they had a common mm-hmm. suffering pretty that's much. True. And anytime you can relate to somebody's struggle, you get to know them on a deeper level, which is why at this Olympics, we're seeing athletes help each other out. Yeah. Um, I, I saw a, a few, there was like the the track guy that yep. pushed, pushed the other guy across the line. It's really cool. There was, uh, I think it was one of the field events, but somebody beat the other person, the, the other person, the loser started crying. The winner went over like, hey, it's okay. What? Yeah. It's wild. We're seeing those stories all over the place. So what's been your favorite story of kindness in the Olympics you've seen? Mm. I'm gonna throw it. You kind of gave me a, a 
a softball there. Nice. Did I? So two guys shared a gold medal. Uh, the high what? high jump. Do you guys know a little bit of the high jump? Yes. They run jump and high. they have the high, high jump over. They have to like <laughs> lean back. It's um, but these two guys they compete together. They're friends. One's from Qatar. I'm not gonna say their names because I'm gonna butcher them. One's from oh, Italy. Yeah. Um, yep. Both of them are studs. Um, they successfully cleared 2.37 meters, which it's high. And I don't even think I could even. I think it's like as high as. Maybe you and I like standing tall, but yeah. uh, incredible to see their friends. They train together. One of the guys from Italy broke his ankle or foot, his leg, something like that, and 15 days before the 2016 Rio Olympics. Oh. So he had his cast that he broke his leg. He plastered it and had it like a trophy mm-hmm. hanging out, hanging on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And so when they won, they uh, so they were, they both didn't clear 2.39. And the judge says, hey, you guys can do it and compete again to compete for the gold, or you can share it. And then the guy from Italy looked at the Qatar guy, and Qatar said, he's like, all right, let's share the gold. And in, like, elation, the guy from Italy just absolutely went nuts. Like, crying, rolling down, like, all the hard work. We're talking about five years, all discipline, everything to come back, be resilient, and do that with his friend. I thought that was really cool. That was something that shows, like, hey, there's really cool, there's a really awesomeness within when it comes to sharing something with a friend, sharing something with somebody that I might not be his teammate, mm-hmm. but I want to see you succeed and I want to succeed as well. I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Would you share a gold medal with me? <laughs> Dude, I would love to share a gold medal with you. Really? Yeah. The amount of likes and subscribes we get, it'll be, it'll it. be us, man. We'll celebrate. We'll get some burgers. That's what it's about. Come on. All right. <laughs> okay, so you can come too. Okay, thanks guys. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of awesome stuff like that to come out of the Olympics this year. Um, one in particular story that um I'm gonna have to pull out my phone because it's on my phone but um I was reading I saw it on Instagram and I have never seen anything like this or or the story that you told Bobby um and it makes you wonder like what what would I do in that situation (laughs) like would I really be so generous would I really be so kind but um a, a similar situation um it was a runner from Kenya and a runner from I believe it was Spain um, I'm also just maybe not going to attempt <laughs> hey, the names. I'm shout so Shout out to sorry. the countries. Um, yeah. But yeah, from, someone from Team Kenya, someone from Team Spain, and they were running. And um, basically the gist of the story is that the runner from Kenya was um, out in front of everyone, clearly had already won the race before it even ended. Um, and the Spanish runner noticed that he he started to pull back because he thought he had finished the or, or cross the finish line or something. Something had happened where yeah. he got confused and thought he had finished the race already. Um, and he, the Spanish runner realized what was happening and he started shouting to the runner in front of him, keep running, keep running. Um, and this is the hard part about the Olympics is the language barrier, right? So the guy from Kenya didn't understand Spanish. Whoa. So, but they figured it out. So, um, it says the guy from Spain realized what was happening and he pushed him, the guy in front of him to victory. And a reporter asked him, why did you do this? And he said, my dream is that one day we can have some sort of community life where we push ourselves and also others to win. Wow. And the reporter said, but why did you let the Kenyan win? And he said, I didn't let him win. He was going to win. The race was his. The reporter insisted again and asked, but you could have won. And he said, but what would be the merit of my victory? What would be the honor of this medal? This is my favorite part. He says, what would my mother think of it? <laughs> and I'm like, that's so true. But I read that and I'm like, I I was really 
really moved by reading that. I've been seeing it all over social media just because it's like so countercultural, so yeah. counterintuitive. Like this idea of like, sorry, you messed up. It's mine now. All right. And I don't know that I would have had the like kindness and justness in my heart yeah. to be like, it's yours. You were winning anyways. I'm just going to push you forward. So, wow. man, that story rings in my mind. I'm like, I feel like it goes so much farther beyond sports, yeah. like not to get cheesy here. But I mean, <laughs> that's something I could apply to so many, yeah. so many areas of my life and be inspired by. That's cool. There's 206 countries represented at the Olympics. Wow. Over 11,000 athletes. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? That the Olympics sports brings cultures, countries, barriers, everything together, breaks every wall down. And it's cool to see that's what life could look like. Mm -hmm. And that's a really cool story. It's awesome. That what about you, Lewis? Man, um, shout out to that guy's mom. <laughs> she raised a great son. I hope my kids like gold that. Gold medal for parenting right there. <laughs> We're just throwing out gold medals. Oh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. There's been... Those those are the two stories that I've seen the most. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen something really cool in athletes that maybe didn't make it all the way, and mm. the grace in kind of not not winning. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an athlete, Simone something, not oh, Simone gosh. Biles. She's a swimmer. This is awesome. Her mm -hmm. Instagram handle is swim own. Swim Come on, on. I Simone love Man that Manuel or Manuel something like that. So clever. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, she didn't she didn't make it. Um, she, she's not in the finals yeah. and her response was, God's not finished with me yet. Come on. You know, mm -hmm. my identity's not wrapped up in this one activity. It's really about God and, and he's my source. He's my provider. I'm so much more than an athlete. And I think that's been just awesome to, mm -hmm. to see that part. We celebrate the winners, mm -hmm. man, there's something to, uh, not win and do it gracefully. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sore loser, right? That's really cool. That that also brings up we talked about a little bit about Simone Biles and like she she is the goat like the stuff that she does on social media if you guys have seen it and anybody listening right now mm -hmm. just look up some of the stuff that she's done she is incredible crazy but um, as the news heard and everything she had the quote unquote twisties she yeah. had this mental block where mm -hmm. she was trying to do a bunch of twists and couldn't do it in the air and her body and mind weren't weren't going together. And Amazing. we've praised her to say mental, everything that she's, she's dealt with a lot of stuff and I was looking at it and everything. Uh, she's was part of the sexual um, abuse scandal within mm -hmm. the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Her brother was had, was a mistrial for two and a half years mm. of uh, a murder case that just got acquitted. Like it was in, like the stuff that she was struggling with, but yeah. we got to see on the biggest stage, a mental health thing that mm -hmm. happens um, that on the biggest stage when it was happening, she ended up like, she was like, I just can't do it anymore. She couldn't do it for her team, which is awesome. She wasn't selfish. She said, I'm going to help my team by mm -hmm. backing out and doing it. But I think it also the thing that kind of rose in me and I want to talk about is uh, she got to the point, the biggest stage where she wasn't okay, mm -hmm. which is it's okay to not be okay. If anybody listening out, out there knows, it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. So you had to vocalize it. Mm -hmm. But there's a point where I think us as being in a community, we understand like there's going to be a point where we're going to be at a certain spot like we need to make sure that mentally we're strong, right. spiritually we're strong, physically we're strong. Yeah. And I think that conversation of like where I see it and I want to see your guys' opinions, like even in life now, we got to understand like we need to figure out not to get to a point where we're so not okay that we yeah. have to drop out of something. 
Mm-hmm. Like, have you guys seen that? What is some advice that you'd give to somebody that's maybe struggling, has something big coming up mm-hmm. that they need, they, need to, they need to kind of figure out some stuff, not to back out immediately, yeah. mm-hmm. which was okay that she did that, but to be, okay, I'm going to be prepared. Mm-hmm. So then I, I'm, I'm ready mm-hmm. uh, no matter what, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it may be. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a big, big topic of conversation right now. I know we've all been talking about it a lot. Um, and man, I just continue to celebrate how great of an athlete she is. I don't want to take that away at all. Yeah. Um, I The way I see it is like, it's not my place to, you know, decide whether these Olympic athletes should be doing what they're doing or not or making mm-hmm. the decisions or not, but it it is a big like exactly what you're saying, like red flag to me to go, am I doing okay? Or do I need to take a step back here? Yeah. Or like, am I, am I having a bad day or am I really struggling? Or like, am I struggling a little bit or can I push through this one mm-hmm. and then take a rest afterwards? Um, and I, I do love that that's some of the conversations that are being bring, brought up in like media and um, it's becoming a big conversation. But yeah, I think that um, we have tells. We all have telltale signs of when we're going downhill. Yeah. And I I think we all just have to really take some time to um, learn ourselves and appreciate ourselves and make note of things and kind of discover um, some of the signs of I'm in a really great place or I'm in not so good of a place. Yeah. I remember, um, I don't mean to make this, you know, all about sports, but we are talking about the Olympics. So I remember when I was training um, for Olympic weightlifting, it's a long training session. We train two to three hours a day, wow. five, six days a week. It's a lot, not compared to these athletes, but it's a lot. Um, and it's a big it's a big mental game. Like, it's true. If you're not mentally in it, I'm not going to throw a bunch of weight over my head when I'm not mentally focused. Um, And that's a lesson I learned a hard way (laughs) a few times, a few Mm. times. Um, But I remember like one of the tell signs that I was not focused or I was not like mentally in a good spot or I just wasn't, I wasn't doing well in the gym or whatever was um, complaining. Like complaining was a big thing for me because um, I love training. Yeah. We all love doing the things that we love to do. And then I would get into a place where I would just complain to the point where my coach, when he noticed that in me, um, he mandated me for every complaint that I complained during a training session. After the training session, I would have to do a hundred meter walking lunges. So I remember one day I literally like like being intentional not to complain, I still had to walking lunge 400 meters because I had complained four times. So I think that's a, like, honestly, I was thankful that he called that out in me because I, it was not doing me any service. Like it was not doing me any service to complain about how hot it was in the gym or how bad I was doing or, or whatever was going on in my day. Another thing he called out in me was like being on my phone during training session. Like, and I would say, (laughs) bigger bigger picture right when I'm not doing well I spend way too much time on my phone like my screen time looks (laughs) ugly when I'm not doing well so I think my advice or suggestion or just some of my thoughts around that are like what are the things that start coming up that I can go oh no it's time to start paying attention or you know what are who's in your life that can identify those things in you when it's hard to see um so yeah yeah Yeah. well 
I uh, have tried. Actually, I, I did this back the day before Easter. Tried to do a handstand, and nice. I'm still dealing with an ankle injury <laughs> because of it. So I can't. I can't do a somersault. I can't do a handstand. I, I've got nothing. Um, Simone Biles is the goat, yeah. right. and I'm not even a place to begin to to critique anything she does. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what I want to say first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I, I've been stretching my ankle out every morning, on, reminding bro. myself I'm not Simone Biles. <laughs> and I'd like to say to everybody listening, you're not either. You're, you're not the goat. I know you try to use the emoji all the time. You send the gif of the baby goat to your friends whenever you do something cool. You're not. Um, any Olympian is a thousand times tougher and stronger than any of us yeah. mm -hmm. just by the fact that they're there they're mm -hmm. in the room they've applied themselves over a long period of time yep. mm -hmm. um and i'm incredibly grateful that the headline that i saw today was simone gets back on the medal yeah, uh, the, the medal board like yep, she, she got, got her, her seventh or eighth be become like a world record again yeah. mm -hmm. it, it's become Crazy. world record is synonymous with simone biles <laughs> Crazy. um I'm glad that's the headline I saw, not Simone Biles injures herself right. trying to do something that she couldn't do. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I'm worried that some of us think we're Simone Biles and we can just say, hey, I've, I've got, uh, what she's, she's got the twisties, aerial disorientation. I'm afraid somebody's going to say, man, I got hard conversation disorientation. I don't know <laughs> if I can have this hard conversation. My mental health is going to freak out. Hello. You know, uh, I'm afraid that we're going to walk around saying, oh, that job is just too difficult. I've got hard work disorientation. I can't do the hard work. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> um, we're doing all gassed, all gust. It on. is awesome. And I'm afraid some of us are going to sit out of it because oh, I got hard. I got challenge disorientation. So it's really good. Um, man, really glad she's OK but very worried about the potential for some of us to try to apply our context to her situation right. and yeah. make the same decision. Because yeah. I think overall in our generation, we kind of need to hear the words, suck it up and get tough. You know, we <laughs> yeah. go through, we're one of the wimpiest generations and we need to hear some like, oh, we need to toughen up. We need to be strong. We need to have discipline, do the, we need to be a little bit more like Simone Biles because yeah. she's done the hard work. Right. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we need to hear that. Whenever you were talking about complaining, Casey, my coach, very similar. In fact, I, I work with James Duvall, Pastor James Duvall. Mm -hmm. In fact, he did a podcast here, episode five. You need to go watch it. He's, he's a genius, but he talks about, he calls it BCD, blame, complain, mm -hmm. defend. So to the person who's in a space where they're like, I don't know, my mental health feels weird, whatever you do, you should not blame anybody at all. Don't even blame yourself. Just take ownership of it. That's Don't great. complain. This is the worst thing in the world. Don't try to defend yourself. Yeah. Like even Simone's an example of this. She didn't blame anybody. Yep. She didn't complain about it. She didn't try to defend it. She said, I need to make the best decision for my health and my team. So I'm going to step back so yep. I get myself in a place where I can jump in. Mm -hmm. So we need to avoid BCD. We can't blame, can't complain, can't defend. And some of us, Speaking of myself, I need to just not try to do handstands things that Simone Biles does. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's really good, bro. Guys, That's if awesome. I start complaining, you got to call me out, okay? Yeah. BCD. Lunges yeah. across the office. <laughs> Come Alrighty. on. All gas, August. Seems, <laughs> seems in line. That's right. <laughs> with it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there's been so many incredible things to come out of these games. I know I have just a little bit of a list in front of me of just things to celebrate. I love the Olympic like season, the couple of weeks that the Olympics are going on because it feels like we're just constantly celebrating. And I wow. kind of miss that sometimes. It feels like feels like that's not always the situation. Sure. Um, but a couple of things that I have, there's an Olympic Olympic weightlifter. Come on. A little biased. Hey. Um, she won the Olympic gold medal, the first ever for the Philippines. Come on. Right? Isn't that awesome? Shout out to all of our Philippines. I know. Filipinos. I know another um, Olympic weightlifter is from a country called Turkmenistan. I hope I'm not saying that wrong, but she won um, the Filipino weightlifter. She was the first Olympic gold for her country. Wow. This girl from Turkmenistan, first Olympic medal ever for her right. country. That's so Isn't cool. That crazy? Imagine being, I'm the first ever Olymp gold medal Olympian for my country. That's mm -hmm. so cool. That'd be epic. They, they need to have a, a shrine of this person. Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, well, maybe a shrine, but a statue at least. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing? I don't know. Who knows? One of the things that was cool was Fiji, their men's rugby team, when yep. they won, I don't know if you saw this on social media, they were singing a praise and worship song all together, just arm in arm, singing no NBC, televised it. That's awesome. So dope. I know as crew, as guys, like that's like probably one of the coolest things. Yeah. Is when I want to vocalize kind of our worship together, but mm -hmm. I thought that was like probably the most manly thing that I've seen. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I think we have a few minutes. I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier, Lewis. Um, just kind of watching some of these athletes deal with failure gracefully. Mm. Uh, I think it's probably one of the hardest things to do out there um, as an Olympic athlete. I know we're talking about some people that didn't quite make it to the Olympics, um, but I've been seeing some people who just didn't have a great day at the Olympics, like made it there and then flopped, like didn't do their best, didn't have their best performance. And I know specifically, I'm a one note girl, but I'm bringing up another Olympic weightlifter. If you uh, don't watch the weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, intense. you need to watch it. That's you gotta right. watch it. Um, Maddie Rogers, she's an incredible weightlifter. Didn't quite make it to Rio last time. Finally made it this time. She actually, we're getting into more than I meant to, but she, um, was in a lower weight class. Mm. So weightlifting is by weight class. She was competing in a lower weight class. Only a certain amount of lifters can qualify per weight class. So her spot in her class had already been taken. So she said, I'm going to move up to the next one and I'm going to move up to the next weight class. It's a big jump. It's probably like 10 kilos, which is like 20 pounds wow. um, and compete in that one. And she qualified. Wow. And you know what that means? When you weigh heavier, you lift heavier. So it was much bigger bigger stride for her to take but she went and she did a great job in my book but I know she didn't perform as well as she wanted to she missed a couple of weights she didn't medal she didn't quite place or anything like that um and she she wrote a long post it was super beautiful great perspective on the whole thing um on this idea of failure but she said in the beginning of her caption was like what do you do when um you have your worst day on what was supposed to be your best day. Wow. And she wrote this really great message on like just dealing with it and how she's overcoming with it. But I just wanted to throw that up in there and see what you guys had thoughts on. Right. That needs to be a, a title of a message. I know. How do you deal with your worst day when it's supposed to be your best day? Mm -hmm. It's incredible. What do you think, think We've all been there. Um, wow. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you got to go back to kind of your priorities and where your source is from. So yep. if, if you're throwing all your eggs in the basket, this best day is going to be all about who I am. 
it's going to be all of my identity, then when it drops, all the eggs are going to crack. Yeah. Um, so if we put our, our identity, if we put the deepest thing about us, not in something that's performance-based, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like that would help in trying to overcome worst day, best day. Yeah, I, I, being an athlete and being part of a ministry called Athletes in Action, uh, one of the biggest things they talked about was your sport doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so cool. Um, as, as an athlete, especially as a kicker, you think about one rep for you is everything. One kick for me is everything. Mm-hmm. That if you fail in that one rep, like that can feel like the weight of the world just stopped and you didn't. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember missing a kick in college. It was a really big kick. And I remember I, I would always, my emotions before really that my sport didn't define me. Mm-hmm. Every kick, I was either up and down my emotions. So it didn't matter if I had, if I had a really good day, I was really high. If I had a really bad day, I was really bad. Right. And I was never kind of level-headed. And I think that's really cool that as Christian athletes, we're seeing a lot of them. Think about Simone, think of um, the track athlete, um, Sydney McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. She was talking about the same things. Yeah. Like this sport doesn't define me. And I think no matter what, and I'm learning this now, being mm-hmm. post athletics that my job doesn't define me that who I am like what I do is my hobby is playing golf I'm really bad at golf (laughs) I like to say I'm good but it doesn't define me I think that's really cool to see that from a perspective of athletes we get this only every four years to see these people on spotlight to see that what if you (laughs) have your worst day and I'm supposed to be your best day Mm -hmm. Uh, I think whoever's listening out there know that you don't have to be at your best and everything you do. Right. And I think that's really cool to see is to take that pressure off you mm-hmm. and just say, I already know God has a plan for me. I already know that he's already put me where I'm supposed to be at. And I don't have to be at my best. Mm-hmm. I trust that God's going to put me where I'm supposed to be and give me yeah. the resources, the tools, the community, whatever it may be, to help me be my best. But I don't need that pressure. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Uh, there, there was one Olympian. Um, she went the first time in 2000. She was a rower, didn't, didn't make it had her worst day. And then she just went back and started training and mm-hmm. went in 04, had her worst day, wow. went in 08, had her worst day, 12, had her worst day, 16, had her worst day. This week, she got her first medal. Come on. She's been at it for 21 years. That's so awesome. Good. So when you have a bad day, get back on the practice yeah. field or Come on. rowing, get back in the practice water, <laughs> but, but get boat. back after it. Yeah. yeah. That's so good, bro. I love that. That's awesome. Well, I think what we've learned today is that even if you don't like sports or you do, there's a lot that we can learn from the Olympics. I mean, we can keep digging here for a long time and keep finding stuff that we can take from this and apply to our lives. Um, we're wrapping up our time here, but I wanted to end with like a fun question. I'm kind of putting you guys yeah. on the spot. On. Um, I don't think I even have an answer myself, but I've been seeing some fun things, you know, when the Olympians show up to the Olympic Village, um, they get a bunch of gear. They get a bunch of stuff, like, for our case, Team USA, like, tons of stuff. Shoes, mm-hmm. shirts, hoodies, like socks. about to get merch bags. Everything. <laughs> I'm ready. We're not. Christmas is July. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you guys, if you had the chance to go to the Olympics, what would be, like, the number one thing that you would want to find, open up and find, in your merch bag? <clears throat> oh. Hey, while we're thinking, Casey, what's your answer? Mm, I don't think I have an answer. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it depends what I went for. I know they get a couple like sp- sports specific items, like Maddie Rogers, for example. I saw hers, and she got this like custom pair of weightlifting shoes. Sick. So I think I think I would love something like that. 
the when they do the opening the opening ceremonies mm-hmm. that's what i would i know i'd already get that what but the opening ceremonies outfit oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's dope only like everybody can go buy the team usa shoes stuff like that but only the 300 or 600 or whatever many usa athletes mm-hmm. those 11,000 athletes they only they're the only people that have the opening ceremony that's things. true and some of them were dope that's a good one so that's mine what do you got man okay I think I might go a little sentimental, <laughs> but especially this year when there's no fans in the stadium, mm. it, how cool would it have been to open it up and read about little kids in your sport that are aspiring to be Aww. something? How cool would that be? Wow. That's, so, that, yeah. that's so cool. You that's need awesome. to write in and like suggest that for next time. Yeah. We're going to have our CF kids write them all to Aww. the 11,000 athletes. <laughs> that's right. Come on. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Well, this has been a great time. Yeah. I think we're going to keep talking about this after we turn the cameras off. But, hey, we love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. Go ahead and share this podcast. Go back and watch our other ones. we got a ton of good stuff for you there. We will see you next time. Peace out. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. on our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.